Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Monday morning, St. Louis in all parts, northeast, south, and west, four degrees below zero in St. Louis this morning. I like to stick my head out the window when it's, uh, or out the door when it's cold, just to kind of get a feel for what it feels like out there. If I indeed were stuck outside, burr. I mean, it is bitter cold out there. And we welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, STL-Cars.com, King's Court on 590, or excuse me, that 590 fan will be at noon, but this is KevinSlaytonShow.com. Come on now, man. It's Monday. I know your brain's frozen. KevinSlaytonShow.com, where you will hear our podcast later on. You can also hear it on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and other places that you listen to podcasts. Our Monster Energy Drink STL-Cars.com sports show will be on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com at noon. So it's always a mouthful to clear up exactly where we'll be every day. But those are the two spots. We're there every day. We're live at 7 to 9. We're live noon to 2. And then you can hear us all day long if you miss it. So I like sticking my head out the window to feel that cold. And I started thinking if I would have gone to that Chiefs game Saturday night, how long I would have lasted. And the answer is not very long. If, in, if I were in my 20s, maybe a little bit longer. But even then, common sense tells you come in out of the cold. Didn't your parents tell you that? The wind chill at Arrowhead Stadium Saturday night was 25 below zero. Yeah, that's right. So I, I can see sitting out there for a while. But remember, you had to tailgate. People tailgated. Unless you had an RV that had a heater in it, I wouldn't have been tailgating. And then you go to the game, and the players, they come out for warm-ups, but they get to go back into the locker room just before the game starts, warm-up, come back out, play play a half, then go back in and get warm again, then come back out. Now, some people say if you go in and get warm again, it's really that much harder to come back out. I don't think so. <laughs> Try sitting out there for four hours like those fans did. I salute them. I salute them. Good for them. Good for them. Hey, there are worse ways to spend your money. I mean, the government just got done spending $700 million to ensure that teenage boys don't get pregnant. (laughs) Up until now, they haven't spent anything. But the Biden regime, 
spent that. Yeah. Uh, did I say seven hundred million? I'm sorry, I meant seven hundred thousand. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't it be seven hundred million though? Seven hundred thousand dollars. That's right. That's a grant that they gave to prove that uh, boys prevent the boys, teenage boys, wouldn't get pregnant. Now here's the issue: boys don't get pregnant. Okay, just so you know. You can say it all you want, Biden. You can kiss up and suck up to all your liberal fruitcakes. But boys will never get pregnant. You can give $10 million to some company or some idiotic group of people. And boys will still never get pregnant. It doesn't happen. Got it? It doesn't happen. It never will happen. It's Martin Luther King Day today. We don't take off, though. Look, I respect what Martin Luther King Jr. did. He actually was an activist who made a difference. But he was an activist, so I don't give holidays to activists. It's just the way it is. So we don't take off today. Just, uh, we work, okay? If you start taking holidays for everything that happens in this country, you'd never work. And I know the liberals love it that way. They prefer it that way. Why work if you don't have to? Let's create another holiday. We already have President's Day. We got smart and lumped the presidents in together, Lincoln and Washington. Throw Martin Luther King Jr. into their day. But then he couldn't call it President's Day. Call it President's and Activist Day. One day. I think that's fair. That's what I think. Now, today is also the caucus in uh, Iowa, the Republican primary caucuses. So they'll all be caucusing tonight. I think the temperature there is like 10 below, 14 below. And the wind chill is going to be in the minus 30 range. Now, would you leave your house to go talk about Donald Trump or DeSantis or Haley or Vivek? (laughs) I sure wouldn't. Why do these people go out? I don't know. It's, It's craziness. People like to take part in the process, I suppose. Not me. Not when it's that cold. You step out of that car and you walk into that building, by the time you get in there, you're frozen. How about if I call it in? These caucuses are weird anyway. Why can't you just vote? And let me let me show you how little attention that should be paid to the Iowa caucus. Okay, of course, Fox and the rest of these networks will trip all over themselves running to frigid Iowa. Mike Huckabee won Iowa. I think it was in 2008. Ted Cruz won in 2016. Donald Trump won the presidency. So Iowa really doesn't mean a whole lot. In fact, you almost don't want to win. It it almost sounds like it ensures that you'll lose, well, not only the the Republican nomination, but obviously you wouldn't even run for the general because you wouldn't be there. So I think Iowa's much ado about nothing. I don't really care what happens, to be honest with you. Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. They're going to try to destroy him. The liberal deep state will try to destroy him for sure. NBC News, now this is actually NBC News if you can consider them news. But they do have a report that the deep state is plotting to facilitate a military coup against Trump because they fear his alleged retribution if he's (laughs) reelected. 
So they're inadvertently, by the way, admitting, even though they don't quite realize it because the people at NBC News aren't real bright, but they're inadvertently admitting that there is indeed a deep state and it does exist. When you report that they're allegedly facilitating a military coup against President Trump, if he's freely and fairly elected, you're admitting there's the existence of a deep state. It's amazing, isn't it? That the liberals, now this is from Molly Hemingway in The Federalist. She said, NBC is reporting that the left is plotting ways to have military not be under civilian control. Now that's dangerous and unconstitutional, of course, and it's a usurpation of power, but it's being framed by NBC as a good thing because it will undermine Trump if he's freely and fairly elected. So NBC likes it. Of course they do. What have I said for years? Media is our gravest danger in this country. They are corrupt. They are so far in the corruption tank that you can't even find them. The media is as corrupt, if not more so, than the liberals. And that's really going some ways. But they are so corrupt. Anything you, if you even watch regular network news anymore. I don't know anybody who does, or why would you? You you know that you're getting lies told to you every single night. These people are incapable of telling the truth. If it goes against their agenda, they will lie about it. Or they'll just simply ignore it. As they did Hunter Biden's laptop. It doesn't support their lunacy, so they won't report it. Imagine, if you will, if you were one of these network anchors. I don't even know who they are, by the way. I couldn't name them. Lester Holt, I can name him. I can't tell you who's on ABC or CBS. It escapes me. But imagine, if you will, Lester Holt actually reporting the news correctly. Does anybody really care what Lester Holt says anymore? Lester Holt has already proven himself to be a liberal hack. A bought and paid for liberal hack. Uh, what I don't understand is how someone like Lester Holt can sleep at night. I really don't. Somewhere in his life, he went to journalism school. Somewhere in his life, he was taught the proper way to be a journalist. But then he fell in lockstep with the liberal psychopaths, and he became one of them. It is an amazing brainwashing that takes place. Listen, I'm reading Bill O'Reilly's book right now among other books, about the witches in Salem. Can you imagine convincing an entire community that people are actually witches and that they should be hung? And why should they be hung? What's the evidence? Because little little Annie Putnam over here, who's 12 years old, says that they put a spell on her. And on that evidence, they hung people. That's an hysteria that you say to yourself could never, ever infect an entire community. And yet, liberalism is even worse. Liberalism is the worst virus known to man. And it infects the whole country. Some of us resist it, but the virus is there. You think getting COVID is tough. If you get get a dose of liberalism injected into you, you're finished. You might as well hang up your life because you're finished. 
you are done as a rational human being if a dose of liberalism is inf- or you, if you're infected with it. Your capability of critical thinking will be gone. So it's much worse than COVID. COVID, you might not taste your food for a while. Liberalism, your brain is dead. Finished. If you if if you don't take the antidote right away, and then the antidote, by the way, is Trump, then you will be done. You will be liberaled out. Liberal nineteen instead of COVID nineteen. Isn't that what it is? Is is that the number we put on COVID still nineteen, as opposed to twenty? Because remember now, Fauci's admitting that the six foot distance thing, that was never scientifically uh, recommended by anybody, just him. Six feet, remember we used to joke about it on the show, but not five feet, not four feet, not eight feet, six feet. And by the way, north and south, you could be shoulder to shoulder with somebody. They never told you to get six feet away to the left or to your right. They just sit in front of you and behind you. East and west, the virus doesn't travel. At least the grocery stores don't have that stupid, what did they, what was it, plastic or whatever they call that crap that was up in front of you, while their own people grabbed your produce with their bare hands. (laughs) I'll tell you something else. I said the antidote is Trump. He's out there in Iowa in below zero temperatures, going to fire departments and bringing boxes of pizza for the firemen. He's sitting there eating with them. You, You wonder why this guy's so popular? He's beloved. It's only the psychos, as he says, who are actually coming for us, and he's just in the way. He's in the way. What would happen if we decided as a country, and of course it will never happen because people will never decide anything as a country, but if we stuck together, see, these people know that we the people is just a fraudulent mantra for anybody. Because we the people will never stick together on anything. But if we the people decided none of us are going to pay taxes anymore, what do you think they would do? They can arrest everybody? Well, they can't do that. They can't do that. Plexiglass is what I was trying to think of. Plexiglass. Or you could wear that face shield like Lloyd Austin wore. What a demonstration of strength to the rest of the world. Here's your Secretary of Defense walking around looking like a Martian. What a moron that guy is. <laughs> you know, I, I Biden wanted to put a black guy in there in his cabinet. Then put one in there with a brain, would you please? There's gazillions of them. But you put this imbecile, idiot, coward in there to run our military. You couldn't find a single black guy who's actually smart. You had to pick the dumbest one out there and the biggest coward of all to force your affirmative action on the military. What a jackass. But anyway, I digress. Let's not pay taxes. If we all stop, they can't do anything. That's truly the power of the people. Look, they don't do anything with your tax money anyway. Do they fix your streets? Hell no. 
They just stole a whole bunch of your tax money for something they called the infrastructure bill, and it does nothing to help your infrastructure problems. And as we know, the southern border remains open. The only thing that could stop it is if we get some uh, freezing rain down there. Maybe that'll stop these idiots from coming across. But we we have discovered over the weekend the real reason why liberals want the border open. Jerry Nadler, the little tubby, uh, pint-sized tub of lard, a miniature porky pig Pritzker, nerdler, inadvertently spilled the beans, as it were, as to why the southern border is wide open and liberals love it that way. We need immigrants in this country. Forget the fact that the farm, that our, our, our vegetables would rot in the ground if it weren't, if they weren't being picked by many immigrants, many illegal immigrants. <laughs> the fact is that the birth rate in this country is way below replacement level. He didn't really say that stuff, did he? <laughs> we need you illegals from Venezuela. Who's going to pick my vegetables if we don't let you in? I need somebody to pick my vegetables, damn it. Not that I ever eat them. I'm a little fat pig. But but I need somebody to pick them. We all need somebody to pick our vegetables. And we need you to have babies. We don't have enough babies in this country. So let's let's bring all the illegals in here, pick our vegetables, and have a bunch of babies, because we need more voters in the liberal, democratic deep deep state. So we need more voters. Therefore, have a lot of sex. And while you're not having sex, pick those damn vegetables, will you please? But he sees nothing wrong with that statement, <laughs> and neither does the liberal media. Could you imagine if Donald Trump said in Iowa at one of his campaign stops, "Hey"? Let those liberals, or let those uh, illegals in. We need our vegetables picked. And by golly, have some babies. Well, the reason babies aren't being born, nerdler, is because your friend, Sandy Cortez, tells everybody not to. Not that anybody would listen to a bartender's advice, but nonetheless, there's your bartender. Now, Bill O'Reilly, while he is not working for Fox anymore, has spent a lot of his time listening to our show. You know how we can tell? Because he parrots everything we say, and he's not happy right now. These other progressive things, we got to stop this now. If I, I'm telling you, I don't have any progressive friends anymore. They're gone because I can't stomach them. Criminals running wild, murdering people. Because progressive DAs funded by George Soros don't want to punish the violent criminals? That's what you're giving me? You support that? Get out of my house. Out. I've had it. Biden is not going to get any better. And the Democratic Party has to get destroyed next November. I don't care whether you like Trump or not. Trump governed this nation in a responsible way where everybody prospered. And if you don't believe that, you're a moron. <laughs> every single thing, every single indicator was on positive territory. 
All the working people, no matter what color they were, were making more money and there were more jobs. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have supply problems. We didn't have any of it. Now we got all of it, in addition to an open border. Have you noticed that the Democrats refer to illegal aliens as migrants? They're not migrants. They're illegal. And then you can attach any word to them. You can call them illegal migrants if you want, but they're illegal. They are lawbreakers. Now, everything O'Reilly just said is what we've been saying on this show for years now. I don't have any liberal friends either, and it's by choice. I don't want any liberal friends. I'm done trying to talk sense to them. You can't. They're not bright people. If you have liberal friends, just know you've chosen, you've made a choice in your life to hang around really stupid people. Now, maybe it makes you feel superior intellectually, and it might. But what other reason would you have to hang around liberal people? Let them all die together. There's something wrong with them. You sure as hell don't want your kids hanging around with them. They are mentally deficient. They are incapable of critical thinking. They're incapable of seeing the obvious. If anyone tells you that this country's better off right now than it would have been had Trump been reelected, they're incapable of seeing the obvious. It's impossible. You can't have a grasp of the obvious if you believe that you're better today than you were if Trump had gotten elected. So, therefore, the obvious thing to do, since liberals can't master the obvious, is to vote for Trump so that we can get sanity restored into this country and at least at least make a dent in destroying the deep state. The deep state has to go. We must, we must focus on the elimination of the deep state. Trump did that when he was in office. He left 20,000 jobs unfilled in the government. 20,000 career bureaucrats. 20,000. that no longer had jobs, that no longer had any effect on the government, that no longer made any decisions. This time around, he needs to go with 20 million, or however many there are. Just eliminate at least 75% of government jobs. Just eliminate them. You don't think the government would function without it? It would function much better. So when I'm talking about hanging out with liberals, I'm talking about even if they're family members. I have family members that I wouldn't have a discussion with. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even consider a conversation with them, unless it's about what uh, Joe Biden talks to his son about the weather. Maybe I'll talk to them about the weather today. But then again, if you tell them that it's four degrees below zero out in St. Louis right now, they're going to start talking about climate change. By the way, if climate if the climate is so warm, and it's destroying our country, why is it four below zero outside my front door? How'd that happen? John Kerry, who, by the way, did you notice, resigned. They're saying that he's going to join Biden on the campaign trail. Can you imagine two bigger losers? 
Why does Biden attach himself to such losers? Oh, well, he's a loser. That's why. If I wanted somebody on the campaign trail, at least I would call Obama. At least he managed to win an election. What election did John Kerry ever win? Oh, his wife got him put in the Senate with her money. But when he tried to run for president, he didn't remember. He didn't know if he was in Michigan or Ohio. He was sucking up to Ohio State and Michigan football, and he got confused as to which state he was in. That's how dumb he is. Again, keep in mind, if you discuss things with liberals, you hang out with liberals, you're hanging out with stupid people, thereby lowering your IQ. And when Donald Trump goes about the business of eliminating all these jobs in the government, we have to remember, as a friend of mine pointed out, that the size of our federal government exceeds the population of better than 110 countries in the world. That's right. 110 countries' population is less than the federal government bureaucracy, the jobs that are there. Wow. Let's not forget that either. (laughs) So look out, because if you have a liberal family member, when the COVID scare comes up again, they'll turn you in. I believe that. I don't trust a liberal to do anything right. If you do, you're trusting a mentally deficient person, and that's a scary proposition. Very scary. You want to know how dumb they are, how mentally deranged they are? I want you to listen to these people, okay? Because I, I really think it's it's instructive into their background, into their mindset. They actually believe that, or they say, and this is a person called S.E. Cup. She is a quote-unquote political analyst for uh, for CNN. And then, of course, the little rotund Hispanic Ana Navarro, who also gets a paycheck from CNN. CNN and The View. Boy, she's got the double dip. But I want you to listen to these two people say that Trump's campaign is built around indictments, that he loves being indicted. There is no campaign without the court. He has made this, these legal issues, all the charges, the indictments, um, the centerpiece of his campaign because he doesn't want to be talking about policy. It's got to be part of the campaign. He is portraying himself as the victim, the victim of a witch hunt, the victim of political persecution by Joe Biden, all lies. It's part of this 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 narrative he builds around himself where he's like a Christ-like figure, a martyr. <laughs> Political persecutions, Anna Navarro says, are all lies. They're all lies. <laughs> so I guess she agrees with Letitia James in New York. Every real estate developer in this country should be brought to court if Donald Trump is brought to court, because they all conduct business the same way. And there's nothing illegal about it. Nothing. This Christ-like figure. (laughs) But the other dope, S.E. Cup, whoever she is, there's no campaign without the indictments. 
Donald Trump's afraid to talk about policy. She actually said that. Donald Trump is afraid to talk about policy. That's fascinating, isn't it? He's the only guy that does talk about policy. Your guy, Biden, talks only about how much the MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy and thereby so is Trump. When has your guy talked about policy? Let me let me answer it for you. Never. And he's got a corrupt son, a corrupt family that he heads up. And then he enlists idiots like James Clyburn. Wow. I said that, you know, picking Lloyd Austin, if you wanted to pick a black guy to run your military in the cabinet, there are tons of them out there that are qualified. You picked the one idiot that isn't qualified to do anything, who runs around in a face shield like the imbecile that he is. And then you have somebody as illiterate as James Clyburn, who's dumber than dirt. Tell us all, because we're so stupid, that, hey, Joe's just a loving father. He's just a loving daddy-o. I'm not going to let any office I hold get in the way of being a good father. And I think that's what Joe Biden is doing here. And I do believe that any public testimony will reveal that. It is a distraction, but I don't think it's a liability. I think that all this is going to do is demonstrate what a good father Joe Biden is. (laughs) It's Clyburn. You know, we talk about fatherlessness in the black community and Larry Elder talks about it all the time as the number one reason for crime in the black community, which is overwhelming, by the way, in that community. But the number one reason Larry Elder points out is fatherlessness. There are no fathers in the family. James Clyburn thinks Joe Biden is a great father. Did James Clyburn have a father? My guess is no, because he can't recognize what a great father is. If he thinks Joe Biden is a great father. James Clyburn has no idea what makes a good father. So he must not have had one. And I doubt that he's a very good one. If Clyburn thinks that the model is Joe Wuhan Willio Talabiden, he's the standard for good fathers, then you suck as a father. And you probably didn't have one because you don't know what a good father is. Clyburn, every time he opens his mouth, he sounds dumber, doesn't he? And these are the people that are around Biden. And and these are the people that your liberal friends pay attention to. Would you ever listen to James Clyburn tell you anything? I kind of get a kick out of him because you do kind of feel smart listening to him. You think, whew, at least I'm not as dumb as that stupid ass. And he is dumb. And so is Harold Ford Jr. Harold Ford Jr. is the liberal guy along with Jessica Tarlov on The Five on Fox. He thought Hunter Biden was brilliant coming to Congress last week and making a complete fool of himself, thumbing his nose at Congress, all because he had Netflix cameras following him around for a documentary on how poor little Hunter is being persecuted. Harold Ford thought that was brilliant. I thought what Hunter Biden did yesterday or the day before yesterday was pretty brilliant. Uh, the, the, the stunt, people calling us stunner hoax. He went before that committee, went in that room, and he bested them in that, in that back and forth. And he had every right to do that. It was him defending himself, and, and you may, we may, some may think that he is guilty before, before proven guilty, and that's fine. But he has every right to defend himself. I thought what Mrs., what, uh, the first lady was saying about her son, that 
She loves him. We shouldn't be surprised by that. We shouldn't be surprised that the President Biden loves his son and supports his son, uh, as I would my son, as you would your son and, and your daughter, and your daughters as well. But so that's, that's, that's not yeah. the story. It's not the right. but Everybody the, loves everybody. And, no, 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 but, I love but, you. <laughs> God felt. Everybody loves everybody, Harold. I love you. Harold Ford, are you this stupid? I mean, honest to God, Hunter Biden went in and bested them. Hunter Biden didn't say a word. His lawyer didn't say a word. Not a word. He said he bested them with that back and forth. What were you watching, man? You should never be allowed on the air again. In fact, you should never be allowed to speak again. You are the dumbest person I've ever seen. And I've seen Joe Biden. How dumb is Harold Ford Jr.? I thought Obama was the dumbest mulatto I'd ever seen, but now Harold Ford Jr. clearly is dumber than Obama. He had every right to go in there and defend himself. Defend himself? He didn't say a word. His lawyer didn't say a word. There was no defending himself. There was no back and forth. There was no he bested him. He didn't best anybody. You're just illiterate. And that's another employee of Fox. How bad are the people at Fox at employing people? I criticize Trump for some of the people he employed in his first administration. I don't think he'll do that again. But he was new to Washington, so he probably didn't know. And he certainly didn't know just how deep the deep state was. But Fox, here are the liberal people that you put on the air to give the supposed liberal viewpoint. Jessica Tarlov, Juan Valdez, that's what I call him, Juan Williams, Juan Valdez, the the coffee guy, and Harold Ford Jr. If you put the three of them together, their collective IQ would be less than 10. These are three of the dumbest people you could ever put on the air. The only thing I would say to Fox is I'll give you a big thumbs up if you put them on there to showcase how stupid liberals are. But I don't think that's why they put them on there. I think Fox is dumb. I think Fox actually believes those three offer something. (laughs) Ford Jr., you're so damn dumb. Listen, he went on. He doesn't know if, if Joe, excuse me, if Hunter and Joe are guilty. Well, he just said in that part, he didn't know if Hunter Biden was guilty. Hunter Biden has pleaded guilty, you stupid ass. Where are you? Look, I don't know if he's innocent or guilty of these things. He says he's innocent, which means I, I presume he's innocent until the, until the prosecutors prove otherwise. But I think we've taken some leaps of faith about his father being involved in his business. That hadn't been proven. What do you mean? He had uh, a check. Yeah. Called it a loan right. and lied about it. Right. But none of that's been, that, none of that's been proven. Well, I saw right? the check. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> how stupid is this guy? None of that's been proven. Oh, Hunter deserves the the uh, innocent until proven guilty treatment. But you don't treat Trump that way. Harold Ford Jr. is a complete ass. Keep in mind the people of Tennessee voted that moron into Congress. You are stupid, Harold Ford Jr., beyond stupid. Your parents should be embarrassed. Your wife should be embarrassed. If I was your kid, I would disown you as my parent. I'd go move in with somebody else. I don't want your stupid to rub off on me. 
What a bonehead. And Fox employs this guy. He doesn't know if Hunter Biden's guilty or by virtue of, of being his father, Joe's guilty. Joe's just a good father. <laughs> you can tell how these liberals come up with this crap every day. I always tell you, they send a blast out every morning. Here are the code words today. Here's the theory today. Today's theory is Joe's a great father. Jesus. He doesn't know if Hunter's guilty. Hunter had a plea deal, you stupid ass. As far as this stuff in New York with that idiot judge there, who should be never allowed to be in a courtroom, much less be a judge, in Trump's real estate case, Kevin O'Leary is a brilliant businessman. Kevin O'Leary has been on the Shark Tank, as you've seen him. When you listen to him talk business, you pay attention. And our director of research found this. Kevin O'Leary weighed in on the Trump case in New York, and he said, let's take the name Donald Trump and politics out of the case for a moment. Let's just examine the real estate industry and what happens in the real estate industry every day when you're building buildings and buying properties. If you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million, and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset, and I want you to tell me it's worth $500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth $400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you could possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most. Because you're only going to get a 40 or 50% loan to value, as it's called. Then you borrow that money. In the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get $250 million, And you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What? And, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They always talk about their asset being worth a lot. And the bank says no. And that's just the way it is. So in this case, when I'm trying to figure out, and I'm not pro or con, or I don't care about the politics, who lost money? Nobody. The bank got paid back the construction finance loan, and a new building was built. And if, if you're going to sue this case and win, you got to sue every real estate developer everywhere. This is all they do. This is what they do all day long, every day. So I don't think this thing will ever survive appeal, regardless of what the fine is. This doesn't even make sense. (laughs) No, it does not. It does not make sense. It never did make sense. It never will make sense. Pretty incredible. And this is a guy who knows, by the way. Keep that in mind. Kevin O'Leary knows. But Letitia says, no, no, it's never been about politics. This case has never been about politics, personal vendetta, or about name calling. This case is about the facts and the law. And Mr. Donald Trump violated the law. This trial has shown and we have produced evidence about the scope, the scale, the depth, the breadth. Ooh. of the illegality, the fraud 
that impersonally enriched Donald Trump and his family. How stupid do you think she'll look when her criminal friend, the judge, finds Trump guilty of something and then the appeals court throws it out? How dumb do you think she'll feel? And I say she won't feel dumb at all. She's too arrogant. She's too much of a political hack. She's too stupid. Are you getting the common theme here? These people are so ungodly stupid, it's scary. How can you stand there and lie like that? She knows she's lying. Her entire campaign out of her own mouth was, I'm going to get Trump. What are you going to get him for? I don't know, but I'm going to get him. It's the country we live in, folks. Think about this. If they'll do this to Trump, what do you think they'll do to you? Well, we can answer that question already because we have the answer. Ask Owen Schroyer. Ask any of the January 6th prisoners what they'll do to you. So when I say that, if they'll do it to Trump, what do you think they'll do to you? We already have our answer. They'll hold you in political prisons if you dare disagree with them. They'll even get Republicans to say that somehow or another you were guilty of something. I want this campaign to end because I'm sick of seeing Nikki Haley stand there and lie and tell her lying bullshit. She is so full of crap, and DeSantis is nothing but, as I'm finding out now, a polished politician. That's all he is. And he's not really a good one. He's not a very good speaker. What DeSantis did in Florida was use all of Trump's policies. I give him credit for that. But he's a rotten scoundrel of a politician. He's a liar. He has pet phrases that he uses every day. Now, here's his newest one. Well, vote for me because Donald Trump is is, uh, running for his issues. Nikki Haley's running for her donor's issues. And I'm the only person running for your issues. Okay, shut up. All you've ever done is use Trump's policies. So if Trump's running for his issues, you've used his issues. Ron DeSantis hasn't had an original thought in his life. He married well. He's achieved a lot as a a Navy JAG officer. But he's a rotten politician would make a rotten president. He's a politician, a professional politician. So is Haley, and I'm sick of both of them. I I didn't notice them, I guess, as much when Christie was still in there because that big fat pig took up all the oxygen. But now those two are the ones that are being featured everywhere since Tubelard is gone. Wow. Well, I mentioned how the media is our gravest danger. And Kellyanne Conway, why are the media and the liberals so reprehensible? There's one reason. The name is Trump. Everything flows from Trump. If you challenge anyone to answer a question about Joe Biden as our commander-in-chief or our foreign policy or or this secretary of defense being missing, and you ask them to answer the question, they can't go 10 words or 10 seconds without saying Trump five times. 
they're they're so obsessed with him, and so the Trump derangement syndrome is real. There's no vaccine, no therapeutic for it, and uh, it's so real that it was okay not to bet him. It's okay to lie. It's okay to pretend that what you see, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, not up to the task while we are at war in so many places, including at our southern border. That's okay because the alternative is Trump. It's outrageous. Carpe diem, Kellyanne Conway. There's no vaccine for the Trump derangement syndrome. She's right. (laughs) It is a real thing. I used to laugh about it at first when someone coined the phrase. I thought it was fantastic, but I thought it was kind of a joke. It was funny, but it's real. It is real. These people are obsessed beyond belief with Donald Trump. I've never seen people obsessed with anybody in my life like this. Honestly, if you ask them about Biden, they'll start talking about Trump. They can't help themselves. Ask a liberal someday. What do you think of the 2024 election, but don't mention Donald Trump? See how long they can go. They can't. They can't survive without focusing on Trump and obsessing over him. And and why that has engendered all of this hatred is at first mystifying. But then when you think about it, you understand. The hack politicians in the deep state have combined to fuel your hatred for Donald Trump for one reason. He exposed them for what they are. They can't have that. They can't have a mere mortal, not a politician like us, come in here and ruin our party. We're incompetent boobs. We steal from the people. We can't exist without being able to steal. And this guy's going to rat us out? We hate him. And that's your answer. He's got good policy ideas. We don't want him. People start expecting that from us. It's pretty amazing. Now, the people in Iowa, Nikki Haley keeps talking about chaos. I'm pretty sure the people in Iowa, if you ask them, aren't talking about chaos. It's not chaos they're going to the grocery store and experiencing. Kellyanne Conway, your thoughts? What are the voters clamoring less for? When Nikki Haley says this week, I'll bring less chaos to the White House, um, what Iowa caucus voter is saying, I want less chaos, when there's chaos and crisis everywhere, they're saying there's too much chaos at the border, in Ukraine, in the Middle East, in with crime, at the gas pump, in the grocery store. But they don't blame Donald Trump for that. They blame Joe Biden. So I'm just surprised that Haley and DeSantis never really came out and said, here's my three-point plan for X, or I'm going to break news tonight. Here's my four-point blueprint to do Y. They have no equivalent of Newt Gingrich's contract with America. They have no equivalent with anything. Ron DeSantis has no fresh ideas. I got just got finished telling you that all he's done is copy Trump. Haley has no ideas, period. You tell me right now, what does Nikki Haley stand for? How is she going to solve any crisis that we're facing right now? Trump's right. He says, you know, I don't have any problem with her except that she's not tough enough. I have a lot more problems than that. He's just being nice. But she's not tough. And what is the point of voting for her? What does she offer that Trump doesn't offer in spades? And Trump's tougher, Trump's more fun, 
He's funnier. He's quick. He's clever. And he's one of us just with, you know, $12 billion. She's not one of us. DeSantis is not one of us. Biden is not one of us. Obama is not one of us. Every one of those people is despicable as far as I'm concerned. And I got 100,000 reasons to show you why. And they keep missing the boat. Republicans miss the boat on this. Of course, liberals are too dumb, so they can't see the boat coming in until it runs over them. But Trump isn't really a candidate. Newt Gingrich knows that. He's not a candidate. He is the leader of a movement. And people just don't get this. The reason all these these efforts to attack him don't work is all the people who are deeply for him are absolutely convinced that he is the only person who can tape on the deep state and fundamentally change it. That the rest of them are nice people, but they don't have a prayer of fundamentally changing how sick and how corrupt Washington is. We're walking down Main Street, small town. There is a Trump headquarters in Decorah, Iowa, run by local volunteers, no money from the Trump campaign, just because they like Trump. This is happening all across the country and represents a kind of grassroots rebellion that we have really, in my lifetime, never seen on this scale. Every word of that is dead on accurate. I've never seen it in my lifetime. Have you ever seen it in your lifetime? I've never seen a movement like this. And he's right. Trump is the leader of a movement. And none of these accusations, none of these indictments, they just bounce off of him because he's a leader of a movement. People believe in him. They believe in what he's all about. They believe in getting rid of the government, the corrupt government that runs this country. And he represents that. And he's shown what he can do in four years. And so what passes as news, you ought to just laugh at. Fox is currently showing Steve Ducey douchebag throwing a cup of water into the air in Iowa to see if it'll freeze. I'm thinking of Walter Cronkite doing that. I don't think we'd ever see that. I really don't. Jeez. This is what it's come to in this country. Rand Paul made an announcement yesterday. He could have chosen a better place to make his announcement. He was standing outside in Washington where the wind was blowing. Or he might have been in Kentucky for all I know, but he was outside where the wind was blowing. But he didn't really endorse someone. He just told us who he's not endorsing. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm Never Nikki. If you go to nevernikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our invent, our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military-industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the Internet, that people posting ideas anonymously. I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John Jay, and others 
posted routinely for fear of the government. They posted routinely anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow for the Internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian-leaning conservatives. So I'm announcing today I'm never Nikki. Yeah, I don't blame him. This this registering for the Internet, what is she talking about? Who, who is she? Is she a liberal censor? Because that's what they do. She has a lot of liberal ideas. She's no good for America. And I'm almost disappointed that Trump even put her in the United Nations position that she was in. But in that position, we thought she was going to garner some knowledge, and she didn't. And then, of course, she said she would never run against Trump, and she does. DeSantis said the same thing. Just because of that, you can't trust either one of them. Look, we suspect that politicians lie for a living, but when you actually catch them in a lie, why would you give them another chance? And it's not like they're lying about something that is good for us not to know. They're lying about basic stuff. And that's scary. Molly Hemingway is somebody whose, whose opinion I respect. What, what, what's part of the reason these people hate Trump so desperately? I actually think that's part of the reason why they have such hatred toward Trump. You remember in 2016, they said, if he were elected, we would have nuclear conflict. We would have conflict all over the world. He wouldn't be up to handling the task of all these global issues in play. And then when he not only won, which surprised so many people, but then did such an effective job, I actually think that's part of the reason why people hate him so much is that they resent that he has command and control and is funny and is, you know, and is engaging with people. They do resent him. They resent him because he's smart and he's funny. Two things 99% of the country is not. Most people aren't smart and damn few of them are funny. None of them that are running for office are funny. And none of them are smart. I guess I give DeSantis, he probably has some smarts. But Nikki Haley's not smart. Christie wasn't smart. Biden? Or you get serious, please. Robert Kennedy, okay. He's smart. But it's hard to find them. Smart people. Nikki Haley. Carpe diem, Rand Paul. Good job. She's bad news, folks. Bad, bad news. I, I don't understand the entire election process in this country anymore because all of these primaries that they campaign for aren't uniformly done. There are states like New Hampshire that allow independents and Democrats to vote in the Republican primary. How stupid is that? If you're a member of a party and you're electing the person that you want to carry the standard for your party into the general election, why would you let the enemy vote in your primary? Well, you wouldn't. Only the Republicans do that. Only the Republicans are that stupid. As dumb as liberals are, they're not dumb enough to let us vote in their primaries. But we are, at least in New Hampshire. I always wonder why certain pockets of the country are liberal. And I, I just, I've never understood the Northeast. Never. 
Most states, if you have a favorite son who's running for a, that big national office, will support that person. I mean, look at Walter Mondale when he ran against Reagan. Reagan beat him so badly that Mondale only carried one state, and that was his home state, Minnesota. He almost lost it, but he carried Minnesota, and that's usually the case. But New York doesn't vote for Donald Trump. Crazy, isn't it? I saw Marco Rubio endorse Donald Trump today. That's a slap in the face to DeSantis. You've got your own state senator saying, no, we're not supporting you, we're supporting Donald Trump. A guy, by the way, that Rubio ran against in 2016 and got into horrible personal arguments with Trump. Now endorses Trump. Why? Because he doesn't let personal problems, if they do exist, get in the way of smart decisions. I mean, supporting DeSantis or Haley is like supporting Steve Ducey or Ainsley Earhart. Doesn't make any sense. Tammy Bruce understands, and she's another one I love to listen to because I really respect her opinions. Tammy Bruce gets it. She knows that these primaries are a waste. We are in the general election. Everything is now the general election. All right. We, the American people have seen all of these charges, the indictments, this dynamic. It's all baked into the nature now. And he has managed, I think, to really set the narrative of what this is, which is the a justice system weaponized against him. But beyond him, his argument's always been, they're really after you. I'm just the front here. And this then in the back of Americans' minds and my listeners and people I speak with is, if they're doing this to him, what has been happening to the rest of us? So this then gets moved within that dynamic. So, yes, people always underestimate Donald Trump. That is a mistake, and it will continue to be a mistake, and we'll see that unfold for the rest of the year. Yeah. Carpe diem, Tammy Bruce. They do underestimate Trump. I think that's funny. Isn't it odd to you that dumb people, and by dumb people I mean media and political hacks, Dumb, stupid people underestimate Donald Trump and somehow think he's dumb. (laughs) Donald Trump has forgotten more about business than all media and political people combined have ever known. Combined. It's just incredible. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy is the interesting candidate. There's not a chance in this world I would vote for DeSantis or Nikki Haley. Trump is the guy for me. I've always been trying to figure Vivek out, though. I don't know if Vivek is a Trump supporter or if he's a Vivek supporter trying to ride the coattails of Trump into the vice presidency or perhaps defeat him if Trump were convicted of something on the low-level state courts, which he probably will be, and somehow, I I don't know, it won't hurt Trump because it, it won't happen before the election. I don't believe any of these trials will happen before the election, these criminal trials. I know they're trying to rush it. People are going to see right through it. It's not going to hurt Trump. But Vivek seems to, at times, be a Trump supporter. At other times, he's not. But here's some food for thought. 
He's talking about a conspiracy that's afoot. Now, is this real? Or is this Vivek saying, by the way, while you're contemplating this, vote for me. You be the judge. The system wants to narrow this down to a two-horse race between Donald Trump and a puppet who they can control. And it has become increasingly clear that puppet is not a Democrat. It's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley. It's in our own party. Well, today, one more step in that plot unfolds. Chris Christie drops out. Next up, I'm going to make a prediction. You're actually going to see Ron DeSantis join Nikki Haley's ticket. He's going to be her VP. The whole game, it's hiding in plain sight. Whatever it takes. And this system will stop at nothing. And I mean nothing. To eliminate Donald Trump from contention. It's disgusting. But the same people who have said they're not going to actually take a principled stand against Trump's removal from the ballot. Haley and DeSantis are both in that category. Do the math, people. That's next up. Ron DeSantis is after Iowa. Everybody, including Chris Christie, apparently got a phone call from Ron DeSantis. Panicked was the word that Chris Christie used. This is the way the plot's going. Ron may not know this. Ron DeSantis may not know this. But that's what his donors are going to make him do. That's what's coming next. Ron DeSantis will become Nikki's VP, whether or not Ron knows it. It's not really his choice. He's not the one in charge of that decision. And then the plot continues. We have to open our eyes and not fall into their trap. Our America First agenda cannot end. Our movement cannot end with Donald Trump when they take him out from contention. And if you think this system is going to even let this man get anywhere near the White House... We need to open our eyes. We need to do the right thing for our country. They are selling us the rope today that they're going to use to hang us tomorrow. Do not fall into the trap, people. And that's why I'm here. So, two ways to look at that. They're not going to let Donald Trump anywhere near the White House. So, that's why I'm here. Vote for me. Or is he warning everybody... This is what they're going to try to do, but I'm going to be Donald Trump's running mate, I hope. It's hard to determine which thing is at work there with Vivek. I'm not 100% certain myself. I saw him speaking with his wife. His wife is a doctor. So when we talk about Vivek and his wife, we're getting two smart people. Everybody has flaws. I don't look for the flaws to eliminate people. I look for the positives to elect them. Because everybody has flaws. I look at all the positive things that Donald Trump brings to the table. It's phenomenal. I look at Vivek's positives. They're good. They're really good. They're not Trump, but they're good. I'd be thrilled if Vivek were the vice president for Trump. Trump says that he has his VP already picked, right? I don't think he does. I think he's just jacking with the idiots in the media and the other nimrods. I also look at DeSantis and I think, if Chip Roy is endorsing you, then I would never vote for you either. I think Chip Roy is a runaway lunatic who loves to hear himself scream and yell. And he's endorsing you. I mean, DeSantis and Haley have the biggest pack of Republican losers endorsing them that I've ever seen in my life. She actually issued a statement in Iowa saying that she's going to make people proud. That's her number one goal is to make you proud. If that's your number one goal, you're an idiot. Your number one goal ought to be to keep me safe. That's number one. 
your secondary goal should keep me prosperous. Other than that, I really don't care about proud, you stupid ass. Keep me proud. What are you even talking about? Good grief. I know people get mad at me if I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. That's what a woman would say. Well, I'm going to make you proud. Oh, shut up. I don't want to, I don't want you to make me proud. I'm proud already. I'm proud of me. I don't need to be proud of you. I want you to go to work and make me safe and make me prosperous. That means less taxes, shut the border down, get international respect back again so that we're not kowtowing to terrorists. That's what I want. (laughs) Make me proud. Get out of here. Get out of my house. Where do they come up with this stuff? Gonna make you proud. We're not interested in making me proud. So stop it. That should eliminate her right away, right? I mean, it does to me. You're gone. (laughs) I mean, it's just crazy. So Nikki Haley's two biggest things are chaos, right, and making us proud. No, we've got too much chaos, and uh, but I'm going to make you proud. That's her number one goal, she said, to make us proud. Well, I got news for you. Fannie Willis down in Georgia is not making the liberals proud because she was one of their hand-selected people to try to get Trump. So she charged him and other people with a bunch of lies. And now we find out that good old Fanny has her fanny in hot water. Apparently, she's been funneling money to her boyfriend, who she hired to work on the Trump case. They've been taking exotic vacations and cruises with the money. And she has ethics complaints now and criminal complaints filed against her. But she says, of course, altogether now, class, when she appeared in church yesterday, well, probably the first time she's ever appeared in church, that it's because she's black. You just saw the district attorney. You just saw. Oopsie. I'm sorry. That's not her. That's Newt. Here's Fanny. You did not tell me as a woman of color, it would not matter what I did. My motive, my talent, my ability, and my character would be constantly attacked. So we failed to tell her when she ran for prosecutor's office that because she's black, she would constantly be attacked. Her motives would be questioned. I got news for you, Fanny. It has nothing to do with your color, you race-baiting loser. It has to do with the fact that you're a crook. You're an incompetent crook and a thief. Has everything to do with that. But, oh, no, I'm black. Poor me. I'm black. I would venture a guess that the only reason, the only reason that you ever got elected in Atlanta and Fulton County is because you're black. And a secondary reason, you're a woman. So you carried both of the race-baiting cards. You're a woman and you're black. Or you wouldn't even be elected. 
But now she's black, and that's the problem. Gotcha. <laughs> this is this is why people get so fed up, and I mean fed up. This is why white people get fed up. Newt, what are we seeing with good old Fannie Willis? You just saw the district attorney, Fannie Willis, uh, blow up her own case. She clearly is a crook. Uh, she was stealing money from the public, giving it to her boyfriend. Now learned, because of the, some people have been trailing the money, that he was meeting with the January 6th committee in collusion. He was meeting with the, with the Biden White House in collusion. I think it's possible every single aspect of that case will be thrown out. Uh, and I have a hunch wow. the same thing may start to happen to some other cases. <laughs> but it's because she's black, Newt. Come on now. You can't be criticizing her. She's sending her husband to the January 6th people, to the White House people to try to get Trump. But it's only because she's black that you point that out. If she wasn't black, you wouldn't point it out. Black, black, black. I'm black. You're black, all right. That's why you're elected. And then, of course, we got the two white imbeciles. And this is this was so beautiful, I almost started to cry. When I actually saw Mika and Dr. Jill together again, Mika sitting there across from Dr. Jill, interviewing Dr. Jill. Now, keep in mind, Dr. Jill's not running for anything, so that we know of. But Joe is. But Joe doesn't sit down and do any interviews. He doesn't do any interviews. Dr. Jill goes out there. And the question I wondered, of course, right away, knowing that this would be a hard-hitting interview, is how in the world is Dr. Jill and Joe coping with all of the unfair treatment of Hunter? How have you been coping personally uh, with the onslaught of accusations against your husband and your family, including and especially Hunter, as the focus of a House Oversight Committee hearing, holding him in contempt, obsessing over him, showing pictures of him during vulnerable moments in his battle with addiction on the floor of the House? This would crush any family. Mika, I, I think what they are doing to Hunter is cruel. And I'm really proud of um, how Hunter has rebuilt his life uh, after addiction. You know, I'm, I love my son, and it's, had, it's hurt my grandchildren. And that's what I'm so concerned about, that it's affecting their lives as well. She's so concerned about her grandchildren that she and her husband turn their back on their granddaughter and pretend their granddaughter doesn't exist because she was spawned by a stripper that Hunter, who she's so proud of, impregnated. So try to follow Dr. Jill there. She's so proud of Hunter since his rehab. Yet what has he done? Let's examine what he's done. He's shaken down foreign countries. He's stolen money from the public. He has created shell companies to hide it. He's failed to pay his taxes to the tunes of millions of dollars. He has sold paintings he claimed to anonymous buyers, even though we find out now the quote-unquote anonymous buyer is his friend. What is there to be proud of in Hunter Biden's life? He's banging his brother's ex-wife. 
What is there to be proud of in Hunter Biden's life? I guess you could be proud of the fact that he's still alive. But that's really a gift from God. I don't think Hunter had anything to do with it. But Jill laments how difficult it is because Micah says, or Mika says, that the Republicans in Congress are obsessing with Hunter. And they show pictures of him when he was his most vulnerable. When he was most vulnerable. (laughs) Obsessing. So, Mika Brzezinski, who along with her dopey husband, Joe Scarborough, can't go 30 seconds without mentioning Donald Trump, claims that someone's obsessing over Hunter Biden. The Republicans who've looked into Hunter Biden's criminal activities are obsessing over him. <laughs> but there's there's no obsessing with Donald Trump. God, what did I say earlier? They're so stupid, they don't even see it. They cannot even see the obvious. Mika Brzezinski. What did she ever do to qualify herself for any job? Well, I think I can tell you what. She was the pres- uh, uh, the daughter of, what was he, the, um, was he Secretary of State? I think he was. I think he was, yeah, I think he was the Secretary of State. So she, and she now, of course, is married to this idiot Scarborough. (laughs) So good old Mika went to Williams College where she got a bachelor's degree, not in journalism. So she has no journalist experience whatsoever. (laughs) He was national security advisor. I'm sorry, her dad. Zigbrew, whatever his name is, Zigbenu Brzezinski. So that's what Mika is. Mika went to school, didn't get a journalism degree, but all of a sudden shows up as a an anchor on MSNBC. She's a visiting fellow at the Harvard Institute of Politics. What did she ever do? By her own resume, her main political interest is in wage equality for women. That's not a political interest. She's written two books on her career as a journalist. (laughs) She's not a journalist. She has zero training in journalism. Zero. And it shows. But when she asks those hard-hitting questions, though, you do confuse her with Mike Wallace a little bit, don't you? And Mika and Jill, of course, just can't believe that they've been referred to as a crime family. What do you think when you hear Trump Republicans calling you... Biden crime family, or uh, <laughs> uh, one congresswoman, the Biden crime family sold out America. Marjorie Taylor Greene, he's a liar. He's mentally incompetent. We would never see things like that, say, 10 years ago. This has got to be so different than any races that you it and is. your husband have yes. run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a little scary. Sure. It is a little scary. It's a little scary. Oh, 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 oh. Did you hear? How does it feel when you're caught? 
Biden crime family. When Trump Republicans call you that. There's not an ounce of journalism that flows through Mika Brzezinski's veins. Not an ounce. Another single-digit IQ dope. That because of daddy, she has a job. And then she marries the guy to keep her job. She, sh- she should be the thing that every woman hates. She's used powerful men in order to get a job. She couldn't stand on her own two feet. Well, first of all, because she's an idiot. But secondly, she's completely unqualified for what she does. These are the kind of people they put on the air. You wonder why I say media is our gravest danger. These aren't even media people. Joe thinks, or excuse me, Jill thinks Joe is wise. And because he's wise, he knows history. He's wise. He has wisdom. He has experience. He knows every leader on the world stage. He's lived history. He knows history. (laughs) You want to talk about a desperate woman trying to convince somebody that her husband's worth a damn. He's wise. He has wisdom. (laughs) Wouldn't that be the same thing, by the way? If you're wise, of course, you have wisdom. But she said, he's wise. He has wisdom. He knows every leader on the world stage. And by the way, Jill, they all laugh at him. Do you understand that? It's it's one thing to know them. It's another thing to have their respect. He has zero respect from these people. They laugh at him. They trample on him. Yes, he knows Putin, and Putin thinks he's an idiot. Putin started a war on his watch. He thinks so little of him. Wow. Meek and Jill know that old Joe's 81 years old going on 181. But if you can believe this, now get ready for this. Jill Biden wants you to know that Joe has vigor to go with his wisdom. A lot of vigor. Your husband is 81. At the end of a second term, he'd be 86. As his life partner of 46 years, is there a part of you that is worried about his age and health? Can he do it? He can do it. And I see Joe every day. I see him out, you know, traveling around this country. I see his vigor. I see his energy. I see his passion every single day. Mm. So to those who say I can't vote for Joe Biden, he's too old. What do you say? I say his age is an asset. (laughs) He's wise. Yes, he's wise. Even Mika laughed. I say his age is an asset. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. He's wise. (laughs) Oh, my God. I see his vigor every day. (laughs) His passion. His energy, she said. I got to hear that again. Your husband is 81. At the end of a second term, he'd be 86. As his life partner of 46 years, is there a part of you that is worried about his age and health? Can he do it? He can do it. And I see Joe every day. I see him out, you know, traveling around this country. I see his vigor. I see his energy. I see his passion 
every single day. Mm. So to those who say, I can't vote for Joe Biden, he's too old. What do you say? I say his age is an asset. <laughs> he's wise. Yes, he's wise. <laughs> she laughed. Mika laughed. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. He's wise. But how about our original question? He's 81, blah, 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 blah. Can he do it? As if Jill Biden was going to say, no, no, he really can't. That's not a question. The question should have been, why should voters think he could do this job? Not can he do it? You're talking to his wife. What do you think she's going to say? But she didn't have to lie and tell us she sees his vigor and his energy every day. Energy. Who has ever described Biden as energetic? His fake two-step jogs when he comes out now, he likes to jog to make you think he's, look at me, I can run. He stops after two steps because he knows if he takes three, he'll trip. His life partner of 46 years. She's his wife, jackass. Not life partner. These people are so mentally deranged. Wow. Mika, uh, ask Jill if Joe's as lazy as he looks. What do you think when you hear that people say, well, I just can't vote for Joe Biden this election? What is it that they may not know about him? I think what people don't see is how hard Joe works every single day, that he gets up thinking what he can do for the American people. And he does that, you know, his job doesn't end when we just have dinner together at 7 o'clock. Wow. His day doesn't end when we have dinner together at 7 o'clock. He puts a lid, that's the thing they call it in Washington, he puts a lid on his day at like 2 o'clock. Then he has to no nap. The question should have been, what drugs are you giving him to see if he gets through a debate or a speech? Why are you propping him up, Jill? Why are you embarrassing your own husband? Are you that thirsty for power? Those would have been good questions. Those have been wonderful. Amazing, isn't it? Mika Brzezinski. <laughs> oh, God. Apparently she's a groupie for uh, news guys. She married a reporter first, then she divorced him. Now she married a Scarborough. Unbelievable. Mika Brzezinski with her hard-hitting Dr. Jill interview. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Peter Ducey asked uh, LBLL, the little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, what is it that Biden's actually doing? Because Dr. Jill says he has vigor and all this energy. What's he actually do? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, none of his constituents have seen him doing anything. Who decided that the American people are best served by seeing less of presence? The president is active. The president is doing uh, what he needs to do to deliver for the American people, and he'll continue to do that. <laughs> He's doing what he needs to do to deliver for the American people. He'll continue to do that. What? What is that? 
What is he doing? We're not that stupid. Do you understand that, LBLL? We're not as stupid as you are and as you think we are. He's doing what he has to do for the American people, and he'll continue to do that. Of course, that's an empty comment. It means nothing. What should we assume regarding the White House, Newt Gingrich? If you assume that this is an Iranian Chinese administration in the White House that actually looks after Iran and China more than looks after American interests. And I, I think it's really pretty frightening when you look at the relationships and the scale of corruption is far beyond Hunter. I like that description of the Russian Chinese White House because that's what it is. And we know that. And while Biden keeps putting lids on things, we've got Porky Pig over there in Illinois. You know, he's the guy that declared Chicago a sanctuary city, Illinois a sanctuary state. But he's really mad that Governor Abbott is sending some illegally uh, uh, or illegal aliens into his city and state. Now, it's only a few hundred, mind you, but Porky Pig is really upset about it. Not enough has been done. There's no doubt about that. And I think that the president needs to do more. The Congress needs to do more. Uh, cities out here that are the target of this political game that Governor Abbott is playing uh, are suffering. And uh, here in Illinois, it's minus 29 degrees uh, outside with the wind chill. Uh, we have migrants that arrive from Texas virtually every day, uh, hundreds, and uh, we don't have places to put them. We don't have enough shelter space here. There are plenty of other cities where, you know, if he's going to send people, they could be sent. But, no, he's choosing only Democratic states, Democratic cities. <laughs> Do you know why, Fatso? He's choosing your cities and your states because you claim that you were sanctuary cities and you welcome illegals into your cities and states. You did that. That's why he sends them your way. What do you want him to do? Take all of them? He should take all the people that you're responsible for? You fraud. You hypocrite fraud. Go eat some more food. <laughs> I know you weren't aware of this, but we've got Christopher Cuomo back on the air, of course, for some dis discreet network. I say discreet because nobody knows where it is. So who does he have on as a guest? Dr. Deborah Burks. Ooh, it's time to stir the COVID pot, right? So let's let Dr. Burks tell us what did go wrong, Dr. Burks. It's really important that we understand what went wrong in that first entire year. And I think the number one thing was they weren't willing to really understand that COVID was a very different virus than flu. And you can't use 19th century symptomatic tracking of viruses when we have 21st century technology. And so we were late to testing where we were late to really talking about asymptomatic spread. And we were very late in recognizing the aerosol nature of this virus, which still lives with us today. And that's why it still spreads so easily indoor because it remains suspended. It was never flu. It will never be flu. <laughs> it's a virus just like flu. Every doctor has told you that. Now, you can tell us it's not flu. But all you have to do is contract it and you'll understand that's just how it makes you feel that you have the flu. But she wants you to be aware. She wants you to be worried. It's time to stir the pot. 
By the way, she, she didn't have a scarf on in this interview, and she had her hair down. It wasn't tied back. There's nothing that looks worse to me than a woman who's older who wants to make you think she's 25. Nothing could make us think you're 25, so just get that through your head. Good Lord. That, that, that woman, along with Fauci, belongs in a jail cell. She lied. She admitted she lied. Put her where she belongs. Jail. I mentioned earlier that Kerry is stepping down from the Biden administration. Ooh, that's big news. The uh, the climate czar. You know the guy who's who married the Heinz heir heiress, ketchup and mustard. This is the guy who went berserk in, in Davos, Switzerland. Oh, him and Al Gore. Climbing, climbing, climbing. Tommy Tuberville knows what a con job Kerry has pulled on America. I hope you saw John Kerry had to release his his uh, budget with his staff today. Almost $5 million for just salaries for his climate con staff. And it just it, it amazes me how they continue to push this. When there's nothing behind it, we've listened to scientists after scientists, Larry, that's come to Washington, D.C. and talk to us. And they all say the uh, human and mankind cannot affect the climate. Mm. It's not going to happen, but it's just something else that they're trying to send money overseas. And, you know, we're subsidizing all these other countries. Uh, of course, China's building a new coal plant almost weekly. So uh, it's not going to make any difference. <laughs> His climate con staff. I love it. Tommy Tuberville, carpe diem to you. I don't know if you know who Sharika Soul is, but she is a black woman, and she has been attacked by black men. She speaks the truth. She's a Republican. So if you're a black Republican, if you're a black female Republican especially, you really come under fire. And in her case, black men have been a part of the problem, threatening her. And she's not happy about it, and she says America needs to wake up to the truth about black men in, in this country and what a threat they are to our country. The black American male is a growing threat to everyone's safety here in America. Black males are quite literally committing genocide against their own race and acts of terrorism against other races. We're constantly seeing videos of mobs of black men attacking other races, lone people, if the roles were reversed in any of these cases where it was a group of white people attacking a lone black person or another person of color, they would always be classified as hate crimes. Disagree with that. Argue with that. She's right. But nobody will say it. You have to be black to say it. Well, I say it. I'm not black. But I'm glad that Sharika Soul stood up and said it. Now, she'll come under fire because she's a black female conservative. So she'll come under fire for it. But she's clearly so much more. Can you imagine listening to her and then listening to Fanny Willis? And you tell me who's smarter. Imagine listening to her and listening to Letitia James. And you tell me who's smarter. Yet they, Fanny Willis and Letitia James get themselves elected in liberal strongholds so that they can destroy America. 
And now Don Lamont is coming back on the air. Well, he's coming on X, so I guess that's not really on the air. He's he's coming on Twitter. And Gutfeld thinks it's funny. And a former CNN host has announced his new show on X. X, of course, is also the Roman numeral 10, which is how many viewers Don used to get on CNN. <laughs> Says, quote, I've heard you. And today I'm back bigger, bolder, freer. But he says, I've heard you? Who is you? Who is he talking about? Was there a clamoring for his return? And was it coming from the voices in his head? Or when he hears someone at the many bars he frequents ask for a lemon, did he assume they met him? (laughs) Sorry, the only thing we heard after he was fired was, how did he last so long? He's calling the show The Don Lemon Show. And adds, I know, I now, I know now more than ever that we need a place for honest debate and discussion without the hall monitors. This is just the beginning, so stay tuned. Wow, calling out the hall monitors. He just launched and he's already making fun of his old co-worker, Brian Stelter. So Don claims his new show will feature honest debate, but is he suggesting that he didn't actually believe all the nightly he was spewing before, like we did deny there was a crime problem in New York and mocked us for trying to address it. <laughs> and he did mock them. This was Lamont on CNN mocking Gutfeld and, of course, state-run TV. If you watch a certain state TV and you listen to conservative media, you would think that, you know, entire cities are just, you know, embrawled in, in fights and fires and whatever. We went out and had a great dinner. In New York City tonight, people actually walked up to us and said, thank you for, I watch you every night. That never happened. Uh. <laughs> Did Lamont say great cities were brawled in crime? He meant to say embroiled, but he said brawled. Listen, he says brawled, I promise you. If you watch a certain state TV and you listen to conservative media, you would think that, you know, entire cities are just, you know, brawled in fights and fires and whatever. Yep, he said brawled. (laughs) He meant embroiled. We're brawled. You're brawled. (laughs) Megan Kelly, I bet you think Don Lamont is great. I think he's disgusting, he hates America, he hates Republicans, and I'm not looking forward to his voice re-emerging other than to mock it, which I 100% plan to do. That's the only silver lining in this one for me. (laughs) Uh, So, but this is, so he's going out on X, all right? It's like, oh great, Tucker did it on X and Tucker and I got fired on the same day, so I'll go out on X. And Don Lemon comes out with a post on X saying, it starts as follows. I've heard you, and today I'm back, bigger, bolder, freer. Uh, I've heard you, like the the masses are clamoring. Where's Don? They've been crying out for Don. Come come back into my life, Don. (laughs) It is funny that she and Lamont, or she and uh, Gutfeld use the same phrase, that he's, what is, are the masses clamoring for your return? I've heard you. Imagine that. Imagine the arrogance of Don Lamont. I've heard you. Like, people were calling, begging, please, Don, get back on the air somehow. We need you. America needs you. Good Lord. That will be fun. I'll actually try to watch that because that is fun. Don Lamont is one of the dumbest people on earth. Black, gay, white, doesn't matter. He's dumb. With a capital D. Dumb. 
I'll tell you who's not dumb, our good friends at stl-cars.com, because they have figured it out. They have figured out how easy it is to get you a car. Now, how did they figure it out? Well, they're smart, that's how. They did this. They said, do people enjoy going from car dealership to car dealership on their day off? Being mistreated, having people tell them, oh, you know, this is the, I just want a deal. No, well, let's, let's talk to my salesman. Let's do this. Seven hours later, you get a deal. After five car dealerships, you've seen about maybe 50 cars. Then they go home, and they felt like they went to the dentist with a root canal. They have to have a heavy drink. So STL-cars.com figured out that can't be the only way. So they decided to do it a different way, and they do. If you go to STL-cars.com, you can see over a 1,000 vehicles. Cars, trucks, SUVs. And then you can pick one. As you're scrolling through, just pick the ones you like and then decide on one. And then call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 626-3251. Tell them what you want. Tell them how much you want to pay. And they'll get it for you. Done. Finito. If you can't find something that you like, and it's hard to believe that you would, but you might not be able to. Call or text them anyway at the same number, 314-626-3251. Tell them this. Don, I looked at all the cars on the website. I can't find something, but here's what I'm looking for, and he'll get it for you. He has that kind of connection to the vast inventory all over the country. He will have it for you. It happened to me. I ended up getting my last one. I, I bought three vehicles from him through the years. My last one came from Tennessee. My son's SUV came from Alabama. Over a 1,000 vehicles you get to look at. You won't see that on a car lot. STL-cars.com. Then call or text Don at 314-626-3251. Tomorrow at this time, we'll be able to play this song with some conviction.
always gonna tell. Votes in Fulton County were counted more than once. I bet he took New York and carried California as well. Welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you. Glad you're with us on a Monday morning. We are right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court, our good friends at Monster Energy Drink. Want you to know some simple basic facts of life, folks. I had my Zero Ultra this morning. They want you to know that. That means my Zero Ultra can of Monster Energy Drink with zero sugar, 10 calories, and six carbs. Now, you can get whatever flavor you like. I happen to like that one. I also like the ingredients. But Monster Energy Drink itself is such a fun thing to be a part of. When your favorite bands come to your hometown, chances are good Monster Energy Drink is bringing them here. And when they do that, they make the coolest events that you can think of into a reality. They'll throw parties around the the concert. They'll throw parties around the sporting event that they sponsor. When you need that extra focus or that punch of energy to get you going, and who doesn't need that today? It's four degrees below zero. You need to get up out of bed. You need that relentless pursuit of victory again. You want to be at the top of your game, and the most badass energy drink on the planet is the way to go. Monster Energy Drink. Unleash the beast in you like I do every day. Monster Energy Drink. All right, our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. Can you imagine, by the way, that uh, deep state plot that I talked about earlier this morning that NBC is reporting? Existing, or admitting that there's the existence of a deep state, of course, as they report on it. But that's amazing. I've never seen anything like this. Again, the uh, caucuses tonight in Iowa, to me, are really meaningless. I don't make a big deal out of it because I don't think it's a big deal. Think about it. We've seen guys go in there and and lose and then win the nomination and win the presidency. We've seen guys go in there and win in Iowa and then not win anything else. 
And if Vivek Ramaswamy's right, and I believe he is, there, there's always something that's cooked up. His prediction is that DeSantis, after Iowa, will claim that he's going to join Nikki Haley on her ticket. Now, I, that's a bold prediction that Vivek is making. Now, there, there is always something more than meets the eye. I, I agree with that. But that one's hard for me. I don't see that. Stranger things have happened, of course, as we all know. Who in the world would be surprised if it happened? Probably not me. But I don't know that Vivek has information that tells him that if there's somebody leaking that or if he's just guessing it on his own or or if he's looking for some publicity, I think he wants to be Trump's running mate. Now, when Trump said last week that he knows who his running mate is going to be and Martha McCallum said, well, can you tell us? And he goes, well, you know, that's for another show. And I don't think Trump actually has his running mate signed, sealed, and delivered yet. I think he has an idea who he wants. And I think he's just jacking around with the media, which I love. I think that's fun. It's fun to watch. There's nothing greater than watching Trump jack around with the media. They're so easily jacked around with. <laughs> 636-348-4460 is the number if you want to join us. 636-348-4460. I don't know if you are a football fan, if you watch the wild card games over the weekend, but they were fun. If you like blowouts. When I say fun, I'm... Sticking my tongue firmly in my cheek. The NFL has a real problem on their hands, and they don't quite understand it. You see, they continue to spew this nonsense, end racism, and they put it in the back of the end zone, end racism. Well, now on Saturday night, and you had to go to a bar or pay for uh, the right to watch the Chiefs game because the wonderful NFL, the greedy bastards, Roger Goodell and his gang, decided to make you pay to watch the Chiefs game on Peacock. You had to stream it on Peacock if you wanted to watch it. So unless you went to a bar that carried it, you had to pay for it at home. But I noticed on the end zones, you know, the the B uh, or the um, end racism slogan they, they keep having. But now on the back of the helmets, and the Chiefs had this, like Patrick Mahomes and others, at the bottom of the helmet on the leather part, it said, Be Love. Now, I don't even know what that means. I don't think anybody does. Be Love. Some marketing consultant uh, who's hopelessly woke, came up with that and said to Goodell, hey, why don't we say be love? And Goodell, being stupid, probably said, hey, that's a great idea. So be love is the new NFL slogan, and it's on the backs of helmets. It's on uh, the the uh, Lions game the other night with the Rams last night had be love in the back of the end zone. It replaced end racism. Now it says be love. And I want to applaud Matthew Stafford and others on the Rams who simply had Los Angeles Rams on the back of their helmets on the bottom piece of leather right by the neck. They didn't have any racial slogans that the NFL is trying to foist onto people. Good for you, Matthew Stafford. You are my new hero. Because I'm sure that he had to stand up to the NFL and not put some dopey slogan on the back of the helmet. It's stunning, I guess, that we haven't cured racism and ended racism. The NFL kept putting it on their end zone. Well, that's going to do it. 
That'll take the black bigot and the white bigot out of the equation if the NFL just says end racism. Sure it will. I guess they figure they've, they've ended it. That's why they took it out of the end zone last night. Be love. <laughs> what a pack of dopes. The real insult, though, is how dumb do they think we are? And Patrick Mahomes, grow up, son. Be love. What are you, just a robot? Are you just part of the machine that the NFL trots out there? You signed a contract for over $500 million. You don't owe allegiance to anybody in the NFL, except for the Chiefs. They're the ones who gave you the money. But Roger Goodell didn't give you squat. And if he could, he would take it away. But sure enough, right there on the back of Mahomes' helmet, be love. It's like those dopes in the NBA who had racist slogans on their jerseys after George Floyd. George Floyd, can you imagine George Floyd, a career criminal, a thug, a drug-addled lunatic, and these people use him as their, oh, George Floyd, that moment. Be love. Be love, everybody. End racism and be love. That's the NFL's message. And, by the way, we'll steal some more money from you as soon as we can. So they did. And a lot of people paid it. It's pretty incredible that a a league that already tries to steal every penny they can from you has found a way to get more. Now, I don't know who paid their money for that. I did not. I would not. I went and watched it at a bar. If I couldn't have watched it at a bar, I wouldn't have watched it at all. There's not a way in this world that I will pay the NFL a penny to watch one of their games. First of all, the product isn't that good. It's better than watching the 30th college basketball game of the day. But that's about it. And as you see, every game, with the exception of last night over the weekend, was a blowout. It was blowout city. The NFL likes to think it has this great competitive equality, but they don't. So the NFL has about as much a chance of getting your attention as Fanny Willis down in Georgia. Good old Fanny. I'm telling you, she's got her Fanny in hot water. Wouldn't it be great if Fanny Willis went to jail? I know I'm a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. But boy, that's my dream. Letitia James, Fanny. They haven't caught Letitia committing a crime just yet, but they will. Fanny they caught. <laughs> it's always good to see it. These liberals get caught. I think it's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. But that's where we sit now. We have a corrupt prosecutor in Georgia who says it's only because she's black that it, it's only because she's black that we noticed her stealing money. <laughs> what I can't imagine is the stupidity of these people knowing they're being watched, knowing they're in the public eye, and they still don't get it.
because they're hopeless criminals and they just can't help themselves. When you're a hopeless criminal like that, it's hard to stop. And they can't seem to do it. Which is okay. Why isn't she going after Tony Fauci? He lied in Georgia. He told people to stay six feet apart. Now he says no scientific basis for that. Well, why not? (laughs) Well, we'll watch tonight. We'll be able to report back to you tomorrow. You don't have to watch it. It's dull. It's boring. Actually, we won't watch it. We'll watch the highlights. I'm not going to watch it either. I have to be honest. I'll probably watch the football game. What's more What's more exciting, the football game, even if it's dull, or the Iowa caucus? If you say the Iowa caucus, you need help. We can get you a good shrink. Maybe go talk to Kathy Lee Gifford. She'll tell you about the balance of nature. <laughs> Some of the spokespeople that these people hire are so laughable. She gets up there with her stupid hat on. And makes you think that she's some kind of a sex kitten. Misbalance of nature. I give up. It's time to go. We'll be back fighting a good fight again tomorrow morning right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Don't forget the Monster Energy Drink, STL-Cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show will be on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com, noon to 2 today, Central Time. We work right through the cold. We work on MLK Day. You can't get rid of us. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Ah.